0: friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm Minister to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your Drive Time host every Tuesday and Wednesday. And I'd love uh, to have you share uh, a positive thought, a comment or possibly just say hello to us. Uh, and now look, you can do that uh, by text. Uh, our text number is 0488 808 0488 808 11. Now that might be worth programming into your phone. Just put in pro uh, drive time and uh, our number triple. 880811 uh, and look if you've got a comment on any of our discussion points today we would love uh, to be able to hear uh, from you or if you'd like to request our free giveaway, uh, again, uh, that's going to be the number that we're going to be uh, uh, to be offering you that giveaway on. So just hang on just a little while and uh, you will uh, hear uh, what today's free giveaway offer is. Now, this week, uh, we're looking at the theme, The Fire of Revival. Is it possible? Uh, now this subject uh, is actually, I believe, just so important, uh, that we've been dealing with this subject all last week and we're also dealing with it every day this week. Uh, and today, uh, we're asking the question, uh, how will revival a change my life. Uh, and indeed, a revival does change our lives. Uh, when the Holy Spirit comes in, when He touches, He changes uh, so much about life. Uh, now, today, uh, and in fact, every day last week, and also every day this week, our co-host is uh, Lindy Sparing. Now, Lindy's the Prayer Ministries Coordinator for the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Aussie. Now, welcome to you, Lindy.
1: Hello, Pastor Gary. Lovely to be here again.
0: I- it certainly is. It is absolutely fantastic. Now, outside today, it's starting to get a little chilly. In fact, I think uh, for the uh, first time in the week or two, we're going to get some rain t- uh, tomorrow. Yes, I believe so. Big time, in fact. Uh, so I hopefully not as bad as what my mates on the east coast uh, have been dealing with.
1: I hope not. I don't know that our drains will cope here in South Australia. Well, that's
0: very true. We have a major problem with that. <laughs> Every time it rains, our Me drains uh, bubble, up, bubble up and uh, we're... Uh, out there trying to uh, clear, the, clear the drains. That's what happens when you don't get enough water uh, down the uh, down the system uh, from uh, uh, too regularly. Now, now, Lindy, what have you been up to today?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Today I've been doing some work preparing for a woman's retreat we're having at the end of June at Nanyara, which is in Bel Air, and I've been preparing for the radio programs, of course, and also moving around a bit of stock in the resource centre. So I have a number of different hats and roles, and I, I love them all. And I've been working with Jackie. I think Jackie could even be listening. So cheerio to Jackie as she. Uh, ah, Jackie does home.
0: an absolutely fantastic job. Uh, Jackie's our receptionist in the uh, uh, in the office there, and uh, she I uh, love her smiling face. She's got She's a wonderful great. personality,
1: and we love having her on the front desk. So my day's been pretty good. What about you, Pastor Gary? What have you been up to?
0: Yeah, I, I, it's interesting, you know, I've actually had one of those days where, um, in, in ministry, somebody said to me at the beginning of ministry that no two days were actually going to be alike. And I've actually had a mad rush, uh, to get in here into the studio because, uh, I actually had a funeral, uh, on, on today. And it was, that was on this afternoon. And, uh, it was a, a little bit of a, to me, a unique, uh, funeral. I've, Probably been involved in I uh, probably three or four funerals every year of my ministry, so I've probably conducted about a hundred and fifty funerals or something. Like that. Oh, wow. So I, so I'm not you know sort of uh, inexp. But the thing that uh, about this particular funeral was that uh, I, I had the I had the privilege of I've uh, um, certainly leading the funeral for a wonderful Christian gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and this fellow, he's 98. Oh, wow. um, But, you know, he's, there's something about his history that, uh, to me, really jumped out at me. I didn't actually realise, well, until I had taken a, uh, a funeral a couple of years earlier, and I'll share that in, in just a moment, he was actually part of the King's Heralds in the early 1950s.
1: I remember them.
0: Uh, look, I tell you, I mean, when I really, he sang second bass and uh, we've been searching around over the internet, uh, trying to get some of this music from the King's Heralds uh, back in the 1950s because he, the love of his life was singing, uh, apart from his wife, of course, uh, of but, course, of course, course. <laughs> but he, he loved being able to share the gospel through, uh, through music. And, um, the thing that, that about this particular family was that uh, I, I was actually pastor of uh, of his church and about five years ago I, I actually buried his w- wife when she passed away wow. in the same grave and then about two years later there was the untimely death of his son wow. uh, and uh, he, we had to uh, inter him in exactly the same grave site and today uh, we buried him in exactly the same. I've never actually before buried three people in exactly okay. the same grave. Wow. Uh and uh, the thing that really uh to me stood out uh, to me uh was the fact that uh his his bible he, he treasured his bible his entire life. And uh, he, one request he made he said uh look please uh when you before you close the casket uh please put my bible on my chest. In the casket.
1: Isn't that amazing?
0: And to me, that was such a powerful witness. And I shared that with the, uh, with the people today, uh, because I read from the scriptures and I shared with them. And I, you know, to me, it was a real privilege to be able to say, Hey, look, I want to be able to share with you the things that Harold believed. Uh, I actually read them because I can't sing myself, but I was able to read, uh, to them. The words of some of the songs that the King's Herald is actually uh, sung and we did actually have playing before and after the service we were able to get uh, the King's Heralds from that era uh, as part of a, a, a larger uh, segment and so we did actually have that uh, that playing but I shared uh, some of the words of uh, of those songs and then to hear some of the, the scripture you know to me there is such a difference uh, between a person who is a believer and in their funerals and a person who is an unbeliever
1: absolutely I saw that in aged care, Pastor Gary, I saw those who had a faith for the future. There was a much more peaceful transition and the funeral was different. But those who had no faith, it was very, very different.
0: It's amazing how I'm conscious that some people just really struggle. If they have no faith, as they get closer to what is inevitable for all of us, all of us they yes. start to struggle immensely. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet, um, you know, I, I, I commented today about, about Harold. I, I said, look, you know, Harold was a man who was able to approach what was inevitable, because at 98, he, you know, it was inevitable. Uh, he was able to approach that event. Yeah. With incredible peace, you know, and to me, as I looked at that, I thought, wow. I mean, um, you know, I've seen it time and time again, uh, but certainly those at the, I had so many people just nodding today, you know, it's a wonderful thing when the people in the funeral are able to, you know, sit there and just nod, you know, they're engaged with they're orders. engaged, they're fully they agreeing, they're they agreeing with, mm-hmm. the, with everything that was actually, actually said. And, uh, yeah, look, uh, to me, I, I just want to pay tribute to, uh, to my, to my good friend, to my mate. Uh, Harold Barham he was uh, uh, one of the King's Heralds back in the early 1950s you know buried with his Bible but you know Lindy the thing that I'm so conscious of sometimes people uh, think that uh, you know funerals don't affect pastors they do actually affect pastors
1: absolutely absolutely How,
0: how did you find it
1: I found after three and a half years, I felt my use-by date and working in aged care was up. And I loved the job. I loved the role. But this takes an emotional toll on you, Pastor Gary. And I think, you know, what happened with you today, that was huge.
2: Yeah. Yeah that was yeah.
1: huge and 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 you can't help but be affected by that regardless of the belief and the hope that you have for the future to see Harold again yeah. it still takes that emotional toll it
0: it does it does and and that's what to me actually makes it very real you know yes. um, but to me if i didn't wasn't able to share hope um, to me, um, I think even I would be struggling at that point.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
0: Absolutely. yeah, yeah. So Minis- praise God. Ministry is such a diverse, uh, um, role in, uh, in life. But look, let's come to our World Watch, uh, segment. And this is, uh, I know I'm taking up a little bit of, of your time right now, but, um, you know, one of the things that has jumped out at me is the, uh, uh is this particular article. Again, it comes from my Christian Headlines, uh, site. And, uh, this is, uh, this this is what the what it read. Uh, Nearly half of all people uh, live in countries where religious freedom is violated. And I just want to just bounce off you just a couple of things about religious freedom today, if we possibly can. But that title just really uh, impacted me. Half of all people live in countries where religious freedom is violated. Now, this is what it said. The annual report from the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom shows uh, that about half the world's population Half of them uh, live in countries where religious freedom violations occur. According to the report released uh, just last month, some 27 countries engage in or tolerate attacks on religious freedom. It's happening all over the world, Commission member uh, James Carr lamented. Uh, the Commission designated 15 of the 27 countries as countries of particular concern or countries where the government engaged in or tolerates particularly severe violations of religious freedom the report noted the top countries where religious freedom violations occur are Afghanistan China India Iran and North Korea Russia Syria India Burma um, uh, Nigeria Pakistan Saudi Arabia uh, took Turk- uh, Takistan, uh Vietnam and Eritrea. Uh, you know, as I sort of read this uh read this list, I thought, hey, I mean, this is a huge number of people Absolutely. uh that are actually being being impacted. Uh the designation uh as of particular concern is reserved for countries where a government engages in or tolerates systemic ongoing uh violations of religious freedom, including torture, or cruel, inhuman, or degrading treatment or punishment, prolonged detention without charges, causing the disappearance of persons by the abduction or clandestine detention of those persons. Do you know? And, Lindy, as I, as I read this, I started to realise that, hey, our world is changing so incredibly quickly. In fact, I think you've actually got an article there as well that, that, that you picked up on a similar sort of theme.
1: Yes, well, this talks about China... And they're clamped down on the internet. They're really a step closer, Pastor Gary, to cancelling Christianity. It says Christian websites in China have been suspended as new digital content regulations take effect. Now, this is hard to believe. The measures which require internet users to, who wish to post religious content to obtain a permit were introduced in March. Now, that's not freedom of speech.
0: No, that's right. In that's attempt
1: right. to regulate religious content posted online. Now, the uh, the Chinese have a three-self church. I do know about this. I've read about it. Yeah. And that's their party-line government-approved church. Yeah. But this article says the Christian charity Open Door says the move is tightening the screws on China's churches and Christian media. Now, in China, over the last few years, there's been an exponential exponential growth in christianity yep. underground churches and so now a license is only available this is incredible for state approved religious institutions such as the three self patriotic movement i mentioned and chinese catholic patriotic association so the goal is to further limit the scope of public sharing of faith and to force all religions to align with chinese socialism which is very interesting.
0: The, uh, th- this this is really becoming incredibly frightening. You know, when you think that half the world's population is living under these types of conditions, because China is not the only country where this right. is incredibly true for, it's becoming harder and harder for people of faith. And dare I say it, particularly people who come from a, a Christian background, who are fair income about Christianity, Absolutely. it's becoming harder and harder for those individuals. Now, look, Lindy, let me just ask you, um, why do you think Christianity is such a threat to, uh, to these countries? I mean, I mean, Christianity, I mean, we, as we look at it in this country here, you know, mild mannered, you know, I mean, it doesn't appear to, you know, I mean, a threat i mean I, I think of even in russia jehovah's witnesses are being uh, are being locked up and to this day are being locked up now i don't agree with the jehovah's witnesses theologically uh, but hey um you know a person does have a right to be able to express um their uh their religious understanding um you know i I just find this this mind-boggling why do do you think Christianity is regarded as such a threat
1: Well, that's a very hard question to answer, Pastor Gary, as I consider the democratic society that I've grown up in is very different to these other cultures where there are dictatorships and leaders and communism and socialism is really strong, or perhaps in Muslim countries where they have strong rules. And so if as we consider what's going on, it seems that Christianity is a threat in some way. Even here in Australia we are being told that we can't preach from the Word of God. It could be hate speech if we point out sin in the lives of people or we yeah. teach them what is right before yeah, God. Yeah. And so we're living in times here, even in this this society in Australia, this free, the Great South Land is coming under attack. Yeah, and Christians yeah. are coming under attack. And so I think Christianity Seems to threaten others because Christianity is all-encompassing. Lives are changed. It's not something you do in your own strength. You do it through God's strength, and and whole communities can be transformed.
0: And this, and I think you've actually nailed it there because what we're actually talking about is that Christianity has the potential to actually change culture. Absolutely. Uh, you know, to me. I, I, I am proud. Uh, proud. I mean, that's like almost a contradiction in terms, isn't it? You know, I am proud of the fact that you know I am a Christian first. Yes, I am an Australian, and I am very proud of being an Australian. But do you know, I am a Christian first and an Australian second. And the reason that I put it in that direction is because I believe my Christianity both informs and makes me a better Australian. Amen.
3: Um, I, agree. I,
0: I I think that that's the thing. But you know um, Christianity above everything else is a culture transforming uh, movement. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think these countries have uh, certainly woken up uh, to, that, uh, to that particular fact. Uh, and to me in those countries where Christianity is not transforming culture, uh, I would suggest it's actually not living up uh, to, its, um, to its design by its maker
1: absolutely and it is to further people's lives to make a better life for them it's not yeah, a worse life yeah, it's yeah, a better yeah, life yeah. longer living healthier happier safer yes, everything yeah,
0: indeed protected. indeed, indeed and folks look if you've got if you'd like to make a comment on this I mean uh, on that particular question uh, uh, why is Christianity such a threat in many of these countries please feel free to, to text us in now that text number again is zero four triple eight eight zero eight. Eight eleven oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven, and tell us uh, what do you think? Why is Christianity such a threat, uh, in your opinion, in your understanding, uh, to almost uh, half the uh, governments of the uh, of the world population? Oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven. We'd love to hear from you. You know, I'm so interested, uh, uh, Lindy, that uh, uh, Tim- Timothy, uh, Paul writing to Timothy, uh, actually actually says says this. Yes. Uh, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Mm. Uh, Do you know, we've been living in a remarkably unique time in human history where persecution has not been at the forefront. But the thing that I'm conscious of is that I believe that those times are actually changing.
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Look, let's come to some uh, music. Uh, this is uh, Guy Penrod, and uh, and this is a, a more traditional uh, song. He Hideth My Soul. Uh, I, I'll share this with you uh, out of respect to uh, to my good mate uh, Harold Barham, who who passed away just a couple of days ago, uh, who I had the privilege of uh, uh, of uh, of burying today, uh, who used to sing in the King's Heralds in the early 1950s uh, and who was buried uh, with his Bible. Uh, this is in honour uh, of him. Please, please enjoy.
2: my lord
0: Guy Penrod, He hideth my soul beautiful beautiful song that's uh, uh that's just a tribute to uh my my good friend one of my one of my church members from years past uh Harold Barham who I uh whose funeral I took today he was one of the king's heralds in the early uh, 19 1950s uh we buried him uh with his uh in the same grade as his wife and his son uh in uh, uh with his bible uh in his casket i uh uh, i found it uh, very very symbolic uh so uh i uh, just wanted to pay tribute to uh uh to 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 harold folks we do have a giveaway for you to today that uh, that giveaway is uh, a a wonderful book now our book our giveaway today is the book the science of prayer uh now of course we're talking revival uh this last week and and this week uh no revival happens without prayer uh what is prayer about how can i improve my improve my prayer life uh how can i build my prayer life uh this is uh this is a real beauty this uh, this particular book uh uh written by uh peter peter gregory and uh basically he takes the uh, the lord's prayer uh as an example of uh, how to pray and uh, he simply works through the lord's prayer uh guys this is uh really really worth picking up if uh if you've struggled with your prayer life with your prayer life um, with uh, uh, with dealing uh, with uh, uh, with your daily uh, devotional time, uh, this is the book that you you need. Um, uh, the Science of Prayer by uh, Peter Gregory. Uh, learning from the uh, from the Master. Uh, now, look, if you would like this book, The Science of Prayer, uh, all you need to do is to text us here at the studio. Now, our text number again is oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven. That number again is 04888. Eight oh eight eleven, and all you need to do is to use the code SA forty six. No gap between the SA and the forty six, and uh, uh, that'll go to our robot. Uh, he's called Faithful. Uh, he's a faithful robot. Uh, <laughs> uh, doesn't uh, uh, doesn't ever complain about the number of books he's got to got to send out. SA forty six, and he'll ask you a few questions so that he can get that book to you in the fastest uh, possible way. So if you'd like the book, The Science of Prayer, just text us the code SA forty six to uh oh four, triple eight. 80811. Also, if you want to share a positive thought, if you want to make a comment or simply say hello, uh, to us here at the studio, you can use that same number. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And, and don't forget, uh, that, uh, uh that discussion that we were having, having earlier. Why do you think, uh, that so many countries, uh, are wanting to, uh, block, uh, Christianity and Christian principles? What's your thought? on, uh, on that matter. 04888-80811 is the, uh, is the code, uh, for, is the number for that, uh, uh for that particular book. Uh, now you are listening to, uh, Faith FM Drive Time. Big Q&A with, uh, Pastor Gary. And today our co-host is Lindy Sperry. And Lindy is the Prayer Ministries Coordinator for the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Australia. Uh, now this week, we're looking at the theme, the fire of revival. Is it possible? Uh, now, I, I believe this subject is just so important, um, that we're, we're actually been following this, uh, this theme all last week and we're going to conclude on Friday, uh, this week. Um, but today we're just simply going to look at how will revival change my life? Uh, now, uh, to me, that is particularly significant. Now, um, some time ago, I was reading on the the subject of um, uh, the Holy Spirit and, and revival, and I was uh, I was impressed uh, when uh, uh, when I read something that was written by. Uh, Carl Bates. Now, uh, Carl was the uh, a one time president of the Southern Baptist Convention in the in the US, and uh, he made a a statement which made a number of people really think. He said this. He said, "If God were to take the Holy Spirit out of our midst today, about ninety five percent of what we are doing in our churches would go on, uh, and we would not know the difference." Yet. If God had taken the Holy Spirit out of the midst of the first Christian community, about 95% of what they were doing would have ceased immediately. You know, Lindy, when I read that statement, I thought, hey, that is just so true. It's so relevant to, to us today. Uh, and we've been talking about that over the last, uh, certainly the last few days. But look, take us on, a, take us on this journey, if you, if you will, because that's what we are on at the present time, is, is this journey. How does revival change my life? Does it change my life?
1: Well, Pastor Gary, let me ask you a question. Are you a gardener? Are you good in the garden?
0: Um, When I've got time, I like to go out in the garden. It's it's, it's very pleasurable. It's very pleasurable.
1: I noticed at Advent Care that a lot of the older people in the independent units had beautiful gardens, and I said to them how come you've all become such amazing gardeners? And they said, well, really, Lindy, we have time. We have time. So you need time to get out in the garden. But some of my indoor plants, Pastor Gary, haven't been doing very well, so I have to put them in the plant hospital, and that's right near the kitchen. Uh, The sun can shine in and... I notice a big difference when they start to revive. So they've been looking a bit sad and their leaves have all fallen So
0: you actually have a plant hospital.
1: I have a plant
0: hospital. Well, look, I have got some plants at my house that I'm going to bring to your house because I've got a collection of plants that require a plant hospital.
1: yes, I'm not sure I'm getting it all right. But when those plants revive and the leaves come out, I had one plant that was a prayer plant and it really just died off and I thought, I've killed it. I put it in my plant hospital and I fed it and got lots of sunshine and it was revived and the leaves were beautiful and succulent and it looked so lovely. So, you know, as we're thinking about this theme of revival, is it possible? How will it change my life? I believe that it will change our lives. We've talked about the three types of men, Pastor Gary, about the natural man, the flesh or the carnal man and the spiritual man. And Paul says in First Corinthians three, three, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? So a carnal Christian, or if you like my dead plant, can sometimes act like the natural man and other times their actions may be like those of a spiritual person. So, yeah. you know, what we're looking at here, how will my life change? So when I'm carnal, I can be spiritual and I can be natural. I can be operating in both. How is my life going to change and the book that we've been looking at Steps to Personal Revival the author himself said he was sorry about the years of ministry and the losses in his family and in his churches due to the lack of the Holy Spirit yeah He was sorry for what had happened and he recognized that, um, we can't, you and I can't lead anyone any further than we ourselves are. So again, as we've talked about the last 10 days, we need to recognize our need Mm. and how will revival change our lives? Well, again, let's consider a lot of our churches have lost our young people. We yeah. we hear about that in different churches, and perhaps it's because the older people don't understand the working of the Holy Spirit and being filled with Him.
0: Now, 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 if I can just pick you up on that one, because that is actually a really interesting comment that you do actually make, because you know, I so often um, I I do hear within a. a, a Church environment that uh, the reason we're, um, using, uh, we're losing young people is because we, uh, maybe we're not relating to their culture, um, well enough and we've got to relate better to, uh, youthful culture. But you're suggesting that, um, there might actually be a spiritual problem there?
1: Absolutely, Pastor Gary. I think young people. Sometimes older people think young people aren't intelligent. They're very intelligent, and yeah. but they want truth and they want real. They don't just want to come to church and have have a coffee card in the foyer and have the sort of music they're used to and maybe some. Lights happening—that's not what young people are looking for, yeah. and we shouldn't underestimate them. What they are looking for is true Christianity, spiritual Christianity, in the lives of the older people, in the lives of the members of
0: the church. In other words, they can tell that which is authentic and that which is not authentic. You know, Absolutely. that is actually so true. Because I mean, just just last night, I'm, I'm also obviously the pastor of the, the Brighton Seventh Day Adventist Church here in here in Adelaide. Every um, Monday night, we have a a thing. That We call Spotlight, and uh, what we do is uh, dig into the uh, into the word of uh, into the word of God, uh, just dealing with uh, different biblical subjects. And you know, at the present time, I'm running a a series. It's actually a Bible marking series. We're teaching people how to mark their Bibles so that uh, they can easily access Bible Bible truth. Now, we've been getting along. I mean, this time of the year is not. We've been, I think, um, about thirty six. I think uh, last night we. Wasn't quite that many. I've um, seen
1: photos. There's a good size group. Uh, it's
0: a good size group. There. I, I am so, you know, and when you consider, I've actually only advertised, I've got a, a text a group that I, I send out the advertising to. we about 91 on that particular text group. Um, I only adver- I didn't advertise it beyond that, but we had, uh, we've had in the mid thirties, uh, coming, coming along. But the thing that really stands out to me, is that, uh, we have got, um, probably a sick, a group of about six or seven of those, uh, individuals, our church, our church young people who, um, are certainly asking some excellent Questions. The Lord. Um these are these are young people and they're in there you know they're at university they're uh, uh, they're doing apprenticeships uh, you know some of them are still an upper level high school I mean these are really intelligent uh, intelligent young people and yet they're wanting to dig into uh, the Word of God they're wanting authentic Christianity it Absolutely. seems that they can actually recognize what authentic Christianity is all about and that's exactly what you're talking about that's
1: what I'm talking about I don't know if you know the author Joseph Kidder.
0: He's written a number of
1: books And he says the general condition of the church today Is lethargy, worldliness, lack of generosity Mm -hmm. Ministers are burned out Well you'd know about that Pastor Gary Being a minister that you can get run down Teenagers are leaving the church Weak self-discipline Plans without any real background or result And a chronic lack of strong and dedicated men You see Jesus is looking for dedicated people That love him over and above everything else and he commanded us to love one another. You know, young people want to come to church and they want us to know their name, to know a little bit about them, to yeah. to, to encourage them, to, to bless them, to share with them. And so we need to love them with that divine agape love that can only happen. And this is one of the changes that revival can have in our lives is when we have – the Holy Spirit in our
0: lives. But one of the biggest dangers you can actually have, particularly in youth ministry, of course, is actually to just simply aim to entertain uh, young people. They're, they're too, you know, our young people are too clever for that. I, I remember I did actually spend some time in uh, in youth ministry early in my uh, uh, my ministry, and uh, somebody took me aside one time, and uh, they made a very interesting comment to me. They said, um, "Pastor Gary, be aware." that young people don't need to be taught how to have fun. They know how to have fun, but they do need to be taught how to be spiritual.
1: Absolutely. And to me,
0: that was absolutely profound. And Mm -hmm. uh, it actually uh, took my ministry in a totally different direction.
1: Praise God for that. Praise God. Uh, When we ask the Holy Spirit to live in us, uh, we're asking, he's taking up residence in our person. And I like this little saying, Pastor Gary, when you get saved, the Holy Spirit becomes a resident. When you get filled, the Holy Spirit becomes the president.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, I do. We can
1: have the Holy Spirit in us, but do we want him to be the president?
0: Yeah, yeah. Do we yeah, want yeah. To be I mean, president? that's very true, isn't it? You know, it's so easy to, uh, to just say, look, you know, uh, you know, just keep a little bit back for myself.
3: That's right. Um, that's right. And
0: you're saying, hey, we want to go beyond that.
1: And revival can change our lives in so many ways. It means that our ministry to others is strong. It means that when we, we have, we're overcomers of sin, it can even affect our health.
0: Now, just hang on. Just, even just, just, just uh, if I can just dig into that one we can be overcomers of sin. Now, can I just, you know, do you believe that?
1: I not only believe that, I've lived that because there have been things in my life that I haven't been able to overcome in my own strength that through focusing on the Lord and asking for the Holy Spirit to live in me, I have seen myself overcoming those things. Not in my own strength. But in God's strength. It's all about him, Pastor Gary.
0: In other words, he as humans, we can actually change. Uh, you know, one of the things that uh, we were actually talking last night at our Spotlight program about uh, was the, the story of, uh, of salvation. And we were talking salvation. But one of the things I did actually emphasize, I said, look, one of the big challenges in our contemporary world is that uh, we actually say very little about this thing called sin. Um, and um, if a person doesn't underst- understand what sin is, mm. it's virtually impossible to be able to present them with a remedy Absolutely. for for sin. Absolutely. And uh, so we—I actually had to go and dig into um, a lot deeper than I normally would about the subject of, of sin. And I know that, particularly for some of our our younger guys, this was a a real revelation. I I said to them, I said, guys, there are some things that education cannot fix um, there are some things that only a change of nature and what does the gospel do well jesus talks about in john chapter 3 about you must be born, born again. again and uh, born again. that is just so key Absolutely. Uh, but i 'm taking over your spot today no this, this is great. terrible I like, I like the this is terrible and okay let 's go back again
1: <laughs> no it's all it 's all good. I just think that you know if somebody's expecting revival in their life, like my plant that was dying and and wilted and not strong and healthy, when you have this revival, your life is transformed and changed and, yeah. and wouldn't that just be what we would all like to have, and it doesn 't just mean for the things that we speak and say. It also means for our health. And let me just share a little story. An older Cambodian woman came as a refugee to a mission hospital in Thailand. She was dressed in the clothes of a Buddhist nun, but she asked to be treated by Dr. Jesus. She wanted to be treated by Dr. Jesus. She was told about Jesus and she placed her trust in him and she was healed body and soul. But not only that, Pastor Gary, she returned later to Cambodia, where she was from, and she led 37 people to Christ. You see, this woman believed she was transformed, she was changed, she had a powerful ministry, she was healed, her body was healed, she'd gone to this hospital, and she wanted Dr. Jesus to heal her. For me, Pastor Gary, I wanted Dr. Jesus to heal me as well, and he did, and here I am.
0: What a what a message that is! How powerful is that message? Look, guys, let's have a break at that particular spot because we've got a a song here that is just so relevant uh, to all that Lindy's been sharing. Uh, the song is "I'd Rather Have Have Jesus uh, than Houses and Land." Love this particular song. Uh, it's a country song. Alison Krauss and the Cox Family. Please enjoy. I'd rather uh, have Jesus. Please, please enjoy. Allison uh, Krauss and the Cox family I'd rather have Jesus and how true uh, is that in uh, in our lives I'd rather have Jesus than houses and, and lands. Uh, folks look uh, we do have that giveaway book and uh, it's fantastic to see the number of people who have actually requested uh, this book. Uh, this is uh, well worth uh, picking up. Now uh, the book uh, that we are offering today is the book The Science of Prayer uh, and uh, this is uh, a a book that's uh, uh, that's written uh, by uh, Peter Gregory, uh, learning from the master, and uh, all he does is looks at the uh, the Lord's Prayer and teaches us uh, how we can be better prayers. Prayer, of course, is the very foundation uh, of revival that we've been talking about this uh, this week. Uh, if you'd like your copy of the Science of Prayer, uh, then all you need to do is to text us here at the studio. That number is oh4 triple A. Eight eight oh eight eleven oh four triple eight eight oh eight eleven. In fact, why not uh, just uh, program that uh, number, drive time number, into your phone, and then you can send us a text or a comment whenever you want, without the hassle of having to remember oh four triple eight. 808 uh, 11 is that uh, that number and look if you want that book all you've got to do is uh, text us the code SA46 uh, no gap between the SA and the 46 and uh, our robot faithful he'll, uh, he'll contact you and uh, he will uh, ask you for some more information so we can get that uh, book to you in the fastest way uh, possible uh, now uh, also if you have a positive thought a comment if you want to say hello or if you have some thought about uh, all uh, we're sharing today. Please feel free to use that same text number uh, so that uh, we can uh, we can share your thoughts uh, online. That number again is oh four triple eight. Eight oh eight eleven. Uh, now you are listening to uh, Faith FM Drive Time, Big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary and today our co-host is Lindy Sperring, and Lindy is the uh, Prayer Ministries Coordinator for the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in South Oz and this week uh, we're looking at the theme, The Fire of Revival, Is It Possible? Uh, this subject, I, we believe is just so important, uh, that we are taking, uh, this theme both, uh, uh, this week and also last week. Today in particular, we're asking the question, how will revival change my life? Uh, you know, Lindy, I've really appreciated all that you've actually, actually chaired, uh, because, uh, this fire of revival, uh, is just so key to changing my life and how I live my life. It really pushes me under the lordship of Jesus Christ because, you know, when I think of what, you know, Paul talks about, you know, about Christ in you, the hope of glory, when the Holy Spirit fills me, it's as though, uh, I have Christ living in me. I live a different culture. I live a different way of life. Uh, and uh, to me uh, this this just brings so much of the Christian experience together. But look, Lindy, I'm taking your role. Uh, you've got about 10 minutes before we have to do finish off. Please bring it all together for us.
1: Well I'd, I'll certainly try. I think there's probably listeners out there who've been anxious and perhaps frightened, fearful, struggling with depression. I'm sure there are listeners who've got other emotions and, and situations that they're dealing with. And if I can just encourage you all to try to understand this amazing principle that, yes, we can accept Christ in our lives and we are born again and we receive a measure of the Holy Spirit, but we're leaky vessels and we need to ask and receive that all the time. We need to be connected to the source of power. And then when we have this revival, this change in our life, there are just not enough words to express what a difference it makes. So Mm. if I can give a couple of examples if Mm. that's helpful. So on the weekend, my husband and I were walking and we came across uh, a homeless person. We actually didn't see the person. We only saw the tents. And I just said to my husband, and he heartily agreed. I said, I think we need to do something for this person. Mm. I don't think Jesus would want us to walk past. And yeah. in the past, I probably would have walked past yeah. Pastor Gary. I would have yeah. thought, it's none of my business. Yeah. I shouldn't get involved. I don't know who the person is or what they're like. Yeah. So off we went and we bought a bag of some food. I put some, a couple of inspirational books in there. And we went back to the tents. And I looked around. I couldn't see anybody. And I was a bit nervous because thats I feel a bit nervous. This is
0: outside of your comfort zone. It's
1: a little bit outside of my comfort zone. <laughs> and my husband said, just just call out, Lindy. Say, hello, hello, is anybody there? Yeah. So I said, hello, hello. And I noticed some movement in one of the tents. And I thought, yeah. oh, somebody's having a sleep. I must be waking them up. And I, I started to feel a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. And I said, look, I'm, I'm sorry. And this, this person popped up and, and looked at me. And I said, "Look, um, we just noticed that you were here, and we just wanted to give you something." And 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 the it was a man actually, mm-hmm. and he said he said thank you. He said thank you. We didn't stay. I didn't want to bother him, and, and I just left. Something for him. And I believe, Pastor Gary, this is how God transforms our lives. He changes our heart towards others. We felt some concern for this stranger that we didn't know living in these tents. What could we do? Just a small thing to show that you're not alone. People do care about you. But
0: not only that, the thing that impresses me about this is that the Holy Spirit actually directs in our lives Absolutely. you know it, there's almost a you know it, it's a you know the scriptures talk about a still quiet voice that yes. uh, that does impact a person's mind and that is what I'm so conscious, does appear to occur when the Holy Spirit is working within a person's life. They start to hear, a, you know, this is the way I want you to walk, you a know. Prompting. A, a prompting. A mm-hmm. does. And now for a person who's never experienced this, uh, you know, they find it uh, almost um, uh, unbelievable. You know, there's been times when I've certainly been opening the word of God with uh, with individuals and it's as though, you know, I've been given the ability to string passages of Scripture together um, like I can't normally do. Absolutely, I don't have that ability. I'm not. I'm not a super clever person. Yes, I know a, a few passages of scripture. Right? Mm. That's true. But to string them together, and you know, all of a sudden, I'm sitting there thinking, "Hey, this is not me." You know, and I'm so. You know, to me, this so is amazing. It is so amazing how this does it. You know, the Holy Spirit uh, not just directs in our own lives, but He directs in our ministries.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. And I've seen this so many times. I remember once praying at a woman's retreat in Victoria. And out of my mouth, as I prayed for this woman, the scriptures just flowed. And and I said to my husband later, that wasn't me, Glenn. That was that was the Holy Spirit speaking through mm-hmm. me. And then this woman uh, the next day got up during testimony. Talk. I'd never seen her again. There yeah. was something like 500 women there. And she'd been injured in a car accident and couldn't walk. She got up and said, look, I just want to... Sh- Tell you that I've been healed and I, I can, my ankle's been healed. I've been healed and I'm like, my mouth open going, this wasn't Lindy. This was God. This yeah. was the Holy Spirit. This was Jesus bringing yeah. healing to this woman. And as I've seen those sorts of things, it humbles me. It humbles me because I know it's not me. And that's what's so amazing about walking with the Holy Spirit. He changes our hearts. He gives us a sense of peace. Like the song said, he covers me there with his hand. He hideth my soul, and my soul is myself. I'm a person. I'm a soul. And so that other song you played, I'd Rather Have Jesus, Pastor Gary, I'd Rather Have Jesus because it's so exciting Walking with the Lord And yes it doesn't mean we don't get down Or discouraged at times But when we are spending that time Connected to Him And the Holy Spirit comes into our lives Everything changes Mind, body, spirit changes Every part of our being changes Every part of our ministry changes And we get so filled with this joy This joy of the Spirit Yeah, And yeah. it's something money can't buy Pastor Gary Drugs with a high can't give you nothing like having the Holy Spirit in your life.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it, you sort of start to understand why Christ said when he was talking to Nicodemus, "Unless you be born of water and the Spirit, that's right. You will not see." In other words, it's physically possible to be born of water, yes. but not to be born of this thing called the spirit and so many so many christians don't understand this wonderful dynamic the wonderful work of the spirit you know others have got this false conception that you know okay you've got to it's got to be worked out in some supernatural gift um, whereas in fact uh, the holy spirit empowers my christian life you know i'm so I, i'm conscious you know and to me it's so challenging that you know what what you said there is even this issue of overcoming sin To me, that's hugely challenging because certainly in the um, in the Christian life today, sin has almost become normative.
1: Absolutely, and I don't I don't want to be operating in the flesh, Pastor Gary. I don't want to be carnal in my relationships with people at church. I don't want to lose out on the kingdom because I haven't accepted this amazing gift, which it is a yeah. gift from God yeah. of the Holy Spirit. And I want to see my character change. To be more like Jesus.
0: Yeah, what a what a beautiful thought uh, that uh, that really is, um, Lindy. Do we've got probably got time for one more thought? Do you have, have just one more thought just to just to bring it all all together for us uh, at the at the very end? Then I'd love us to just to have prayer for uh, for those who may be listening.
1: Well, when we ask for the Holy Spirit to live in us, we have more of a love for the truth. And the truth is that word of God, those letters written from God to us, yeah. the instructions for life, if you like. And our personal relationship with Christ will become more intimate. We talk about knowing. A man and a woman come together and the Bible says they knew each other and they become intimate. It's this knowing with Christ where he He lives in us. He knows us so well, and we come to know him, and we need this indwelling like never before. In other Pastor words, Gary. you have
0: this desire for Jesus Christ. You know, yes. uh, you know, Jesus becomes number one in your life, you yes. know, uh, you know, to, to, to follow what it, and it's not difficult, uh, to actually follow Christ, uh, but rather what we've got here is something, suddenly it becomes something that you actually want to do. Uh, you know, I, I, I love that, uh, that passage that we, uh, uh that we read. Um, every day just as we sign off and I, I, I love it because uh, uh, to me it it really sums up you know that the Holy Spirit when he comes he'll give us peace and that's the not reality like the world of it. Gives. not like the world gives anyway look we do need to finish uh, Lindy I'm wondering would you just like to pray briefly um, for anyone who may be struggling who wants the Holy Spirit in their life would you pray for that person
1: it's my pr- privilege and pleasure Father God we just bow before you, Lord, recognizing that you are omnipotent and the great creator of this universe, that you are the pre-existent one. We can't even understand all about you, Lord. But you've shown us enough through your word and through the ministry of others, we can understand the character that you have, Lord. And Father, all of us, would like to not be carnal, fleshly Christians, but to be spiritual Christians. And I pray if anyone's listening and they're struggling in this area, Lord, that you will draw them closer to yourself. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men to myself. And it almost that word is almost translated, he will do everything he can to draw mankind to himself. And so, Lord, I pray that people will want to surrender their lives to you that they'll want to come under your banner, that they'll want to come into a saving relationship with you and be filled with the Holy Spirit. This is our prayer today in Jesus' powerful name. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Lindy Sparing on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow when we'll be looking again uh, with Lindy and we'll be asking, how do I incorporate prayer? into my personal life? Now, there uh, is a challenging question. Really look forward uh, to being with you, but until then, please remember, Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart and the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't uh, be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.